0: Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over a realistic way of finding out if you're making a profit in your business, what's a true loss, and how do you know you're actually making money doing your pool service business. And of course, with the runaway inflation in the industry, it makes it much more murkier and harder to tell how much profit you're actually making at each pool and each service that you perform. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think you can oversimplify this and you can get the wrong numbers or get the wrong profit margin by simply doing something like taking 40 hours a week Dividing it by how many pools you do, how much you make a week, and you get a certain number, and that's the number of how much you get paid per hour, how much you're going to make per hour. And that's an overly simple way of kind of finding if you're actually spending your time wisely, I should say, more or less, because, you know, they're getting paid $15 at Walmart right now, and then Walmart will pay for a lot of different college educations or you're getting you know, up to $20 in some cases, flipping burgers. So that's a pretty good rate, plus you're getting benefits, medical benefits, paid time off. And those are all factors you have to consider when you're doing the pool service business where you don't have the medical care, you don't have the paid time off. Technically, you do, but you don't have it paid by a company. So if you do this method, and I record a podcast that kind of gives you an idea of how you can calculate your hourly wage, It's a good kind of litmus test to see if your time is not being wasted out there and you're not charging enough, but it's truly not a way to get at a profit or how much profit you're making in your company. And it's pretty murky out there. I must say that it's not easy to nail down this number. So there are a couple things you can do to kind of get a better idea of the profit you're making in your business. And if you're maybe leaving money on the table by undercharging for certain services, pump installs, acid washes, or if you're undercharging for your monthly service, or if you're you know spending too much money on chemicals, which is hard to avoid nowadays. But these are all ways to kind of gauge this. And I think there are two different things you can do to shed light on the amount of profit you're making. Number one is to analyze your tax return. That you get back from your CPA. And I mentioned on a previous podcast, it's important to have a good CPA. So when you have your CPA file your taxes and then he submits them, you definitely want to look them over and see where all the expenses went and where the deductions went in your business. And then number two, when you do your personal budget, and you should be doing a personal monthly budget every month at the beginning of the month. And this is something that you should be doing month after month, year after year, and this is something that we do here where my wife does the budget every month, probably for the last 14, 15 years. I I lost count, but the monthly budget is really important because some of the personal expenses that you incur or that the money you spend in your personal life will impact what you think is a lack of profit in your business, and this is really important to distinguish. Some of your personal expenses will be impacting the profit margin of your business, and you're thinking, I'm not charging my customers enough every month, but your living expenses may be contrary to that fact. For instance, if you have two car payments and it's $1,200 a month, that has nothing to do with how much you're charging your clients for monthly pool service. That has everything to do with money you're overspending on your personal way of living. If you go out to eat all the time, you're spending $1,500 a month on eating out. Doesn't mean that you're not charging your customers enough for weekly service. It means that you're spending too much money in your personal budget on food, and you can raise your customers by $20 or $30 to compensate for that. But it doesn't mean that you're not making a profit per se. You may be overspending on eating out. So let me go back to looking at your tax return and I mentioned in a previous podcast that you're going to have a lot of expenses you can deduct, and these are all legitimate expenses, mind you. There may be one that's not quite legitimate, and that's the mileage deduction you get from the government. You put gas in your truck, and that's an expense, and so they give you a certain amount to deduct. I think it's 50, 54 cents per mile this year, and then you would deduct that from your taxes. Now, is that a legitimate deduction? Well, you're not spending that money, per se, because you're getting that money back from the government, but you are spending it on gas and on maintenance of your vehicle. Unless, of course, you do the other deduction, which is the cost of the vehicle deduction, and that's when you're doing the car payment, you're doing the registration, you're doing all the expenses of the vehicle, and that's something that you're paying every year. So that makes it a very legitimate deduction. So basically, everything you deduct on your taxes is money you spend on your business. Advertising, you know, inventory, chemicals, equipment, So whatever you purchase for your business, as long as it is a legitimate deduction, you're actually buying that item, paying for that item. Even if you move something, let's say you bought a new laptop and you bought a desktop computer, you may not use a laptop for business purely. It may be something you use once in a while, but you still deducted it because you do use it for business. doesn't mean that that laptop is not something... That's a legitimate, is not a legitimate deduction, sorry. It is legitimate, but you paid, you know, $1,200 for it, but you don't use it for business exclusively. You may use your desktop more or your phone or mobile device or tablet, but you did pay for that and use that deduction. So that money went out of your pocket regardless of what I'm trying to say. And so if you think it's a legitimate business expense and the whole $1,200 is something you wrote off, then you paid that. And if you don't use it for business exclusively, let's say you're doing other things on it, that's perfectly fine. Just note that this doesn't count against the profit of your business. If you buy something, write it off, and you're not really using it purely for business, even though you can deduct it. In most cases, the IRS is not going to split hairs on something like this. The point is, whatever you have on your taxes for your business expenses is money that you've spent one way or another, and therefore that money is no longer available to you And this is a great way to see actually how much profit you're making based on that. Now, if your spouse works and you file personal taxes, this is going to get really messy. So you want to take that out when you're looking at the taxes and you just want to look at the business expenses. Now, if you have your business incorporated, usually you're going to have a separate corporate tax return and it's going to make it a little clearer. Although your CPA can move personal expenses onto your corporate expense and vice versa if he needs to. So it's not totally not it's not totally clear even if you have a separate corporate tax that you you're going to um, submit to the irs with your business expenses on there so you want to take all of your income from your business and this is something that you can easily do outside of your taxes and then you're going to take all of the expenses that you reported to the irs and you're going to put it on a profit and loss form from excel and so on that if you deducted 3000 for meals for business meals you paid 3000 for meals out there, so that money is gone out of your profit, regardless of what you're going to use the deduction for. If you bought uniforms online, if you bought shirts for yourself, and you spent $300 on that, that's an expense that goes against the profit of the business. Just about any equipment you purchase that you have on your business expenses goes against the profit of the business. So what I'm getting at here is that whatever money you spend whether you itemize it as a business expense or partial business expense or whatnot, you're spending that money, even let's say a home office deduction. This is something you can take 25% of your utility bills and other expenses and write that off as a home office if you do business from home. Be very careful here because I think the home office is one of the number one things that gets audited by the IRS, Where you can deduct all that. But you still spend that money on electricity, gas, water, things of that nature, because you're at home working and spending that money. So this is a good indicator of your actual profit. Is the amount you deduct from your taxes as actual expenses. And what's left over there. So let's just say hypothetically you gross 200000 a year. You had 80000 of expenses. Chemicals, equipment, uniforms. Maybe you had some payroll in there. You paid people things. Things of that nature. And that leaves you with 120000 Taxable income. 120,000 divided by 12 is 10,000 a month. So your business made a profit of $10,000 a month. I would say that's a very profitable business and a very successful business. Even though you had 80,000 on legitimate expenses, you still made $10,000 a month, which if you broke it down to 40 hour work week, you're making really good money at that particular rate. Now, this is just hypothetical. So if you let's say that your business grossed ninety thousand, and you had thirty thousand in expenses, that leaves you with a profit of sixty thousand a year, which is five thousand a month, which is a lot better than the person flipping burgers for eighteen dollars an hour makes. So I would say you're making a pretty good profit there. You probably have to do more to get your profit up. So you may be charging your customers too little. Now, let me go back to the personal budget here to kind of analyze, basically, if you are charging too little and not making enough profit. So take all of your personal expenses, your mortgage payment, your car payment, your credit card payments, your eating out, and you should be on a budget of some kind or know where the money's going. So keep all the receipts and kind of know where you're spending your money. And if you're spending $4,000 a month on your expenses... And honestly, you can see they're overspending because money is going to things that you don't really need. You know, maybe you're spending $300 a month on your cable and your streaming services. That to me is excessive in anyone's book. Or you're spending, again, $1,200 a month on car payments. Again, that could be pretty much seen as excessive. The average car payment should be $575. So if your car payment's $900 a month. You're over the average, and so I would consider that an excessive expense. So take all of your expenses that you spend personally and then hold that up against the money coming in from your business, and you can get a better idea if maybe you are making a good profit. Maybe you are charging your customers a fair and good rate, but you're just overspending on the personal end. And it doesn't really matter how much you charge your customers, if you overspend on your personal end, you're not gonna make a profit. So this is kind of a two-tiered approach. You have your business expenses, you have your business profit, and then you have your personal expenses or what you spend your money on, and this will affect the profit of your business, no doubt about it. You can raise your rates, you can charge more money, but if you spend more and more money, you're not going to have a profit or anything at the end of the month. Even if you're working for In-N-Out Burger, flipping burgers, if you're driving a $1,000 car or $1,000 a month car payment, doesn't matter how much overtime you work, you're just overspending based on the amount of money you should be making. So if you go to any credit counseling websites, you're gonna have some kind of par chart, pie par chart, pie chart is the word I'm looking for, or graph. And housing should be 35% of that pie chart. So if you're spending 50% of your income on rent or your mortgage, you're over what you need to be spending. If you're spending your food budget should be 10 to 20% of your income. If you're spending 30% of your income on food, you're definitely over that threshold. If you're spending 5 to 15% on your debt, that should be your credit card debt, things of that nature. And this leaves you with about 10% savings with this pie chart. And 10% savings is about the national kind of average, of what they go for. You want to save more, of course, that way you can invest more. The site that I'm looking at is uh, nomoredebts.org no more debts.org. And this is a pretty good pie chart. 35% housing, 3% medical, three to 5% clothing, 5% utilities, five to 10% savings, five to 10% personal discretionary, five to 15% debt payments, food, 10 to 20%. I think that's pretty extreme. 20% would be like way extreme in transportation. It says 15 to 20%. And I would say 20% is pretty realistic with the gas prices being so elevated and with the insurance prices for the vehicle these are all legitimate expenses and if you're not looking at some kind of pie chart like this or have any idea where all of your money goes every month where your expenses are what's your true expenses what are business expenses what are your personal expenses if you don't have this written down somewhere and you're not charting this there's really no way to know if you're making a profit so this is the key to any business especially since your business is definitely going to be mixed with your personal spending And with pool service, it's really hard not to mix the two. And if your spouse works outside the home, you have that income to account for. But I would separate that income and separate your income and your expenses that are legitimate from your deductions. You get that profit number, and then you want to hold that up against your household spending. Look at the average for everything. That's kind of logical. And this pie chart is actually pretty logical It's just a site I Googled, one of the first ones that popped up. And I would say that, you know, if you're looking at different charts, it's not a bad chart to start with. It is pretty accurate of where your money should be going. So if you're spending, you know, 30% on debt payments, credit card bills, you're way over what you should be spending. If you're spending, again, 50% on your housing expenses, you're way over that. I would say refinance, but you can't now because the rates are ridiculously high. But you definitely want to analyze all of this. Now back to making more profit, the good thing about the pool service industry, if you find yourself making, say, 60000 a year and you want to make the 110000 a year, you can easily do this by working smarter and harder at the same time. So you can expand, get an employee, do other things to expand your services. Maybe you're just kind of on cruise control and you can actually turn up, you can notch up your business to get more income, you can do different things like and glass beading which is tile cleaning you can do more acid washes you can do other aspects of the industry you can do more installs however you think you're going to move the needle if you're just doing 60 service accounts you can bring that up to 80 if you're doing 90 service accounts on your own get an employee and bring your business up to 150 accounts however you want to do it to increase your profit margin it's a possibility in this industry you know the sky is not the limit I think the limit is how far you want to push it. And that's the great thing about the swimming pool industry. Unlike working at In and Out Burger making $18 an hour, you can only work 40 hours a week, maybe 10 hours overtime. You get a job at another burger place and work another 30 hours, but that's not logical. You're just, you know, you're, you're really overworking. I'm talking about a 40 hour work week here as a pool service professional and how you can increase your money. Not just by raising the service rates, but maybe by working smarter, doing more pools per hour, getting rid of the pools that take up all of your time and getting some pools that don't take up too much of your time. That way you can do two pools an hour, three pools an hour, maybe put door hangers in the cul-de-sac you service, try to get all those accounts. You can do four pools in an hour, whatever it takes to increase your business You can do it out there if you work smart, but I think the first thing you have to know is if you actually are making money out there, you can do a simple, this is what I make per hour out there. You can do the method I suggest, which is look at your personal expenses. If anything's out of line, kind of note that and the profit you're not getting because your personal expenses are out of line. And then just look at your tax return from the previous year to see all the expenses and your taxable income. And look through your tax return carefully, see how everything is itemized and what you spent the money on. You're giving your CPA all the numbers, and you should have receipts to back up all these numbers, and therefore you should know what are legitimate expenses for sure, and what are some things you moved into business expenses because you thought you can get away with it. They're all different gray areas in a business. Nothing really wrong with that. It's just part of having a business and able to deduct different things. One thing i should note at the end here if you are renting now and you want to purchase your first home or if you want to purchase rental properties the lender is going to look at the last two years of your income taxes and they're going to be focused on two things here and if you file corporate taxes it's going to be line five which is your income if you file personal taxes they're going to look for line one which is your address- adjusted gross income and both of these numbers are used to qualify you for whatever you're going to purchase. And the reason why I mentioned this is that you definitely want to have more income or as much income as you can possibly get in order to make your taxes look good. And then you want to have deductions, of course. But if your deductions are so out of line with your income and you're only showing you make 40000 a year in your taxes, you probably aren't going to qualify for any kind of loan, even if you put 20% down. They still want to see a good, verifiable income. If you're self-employed, it's even much harder. So just be cautious that if you are deducting a lot of things on your taxes and you want to invest in the future, that you're not going crazy with the deductions and you don't have that income. So the income is really important. The gross income, the amount of money you make in your business is really important, minus the deductions, of course. So keep that in mind if you're wanting to invest later that those numbers are really important to any bank or lending institution. They want to know how much income you have for your, from your corporation, and they want to know how much your address adjusted. I don't know why I can't say that word. Adjusted gross income is on your personal taxes. So Those are two key numbers, and these are numbers you should be looking at also to see if you're making a profit in your business or not. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, Click on the on the banner as a podcast icon, go ahead and click on that. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great your week? And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah. Real quick.